0: the curse so that the blessing be on us that we receive the promise through faith the Holy Spirit poured out on all flesh to Abraham were precious promises made and to his seed and that's including my name I've made Him Lord, He's given all I possess We have a contract that He won't forget Cause we have a covenant Father Yes, He's our covenant God We are a covenant people Doing His covenant work God. We're blessed in the city and the field And we're the head and not the tail Blessed in the basket, blessed in the store while coming in or out, he keeps blessing more. Our enemies have been effaced and fled before us seven ways. And he has blessed us in the land he's given us. The Lord has opened to us all these benefits because we have a covenant. God, we are a covenant people, doing His covenant work through faith. We're in agreement through faith. Our blood is intermingled. We are a covenant family, praising. Our covenant God, yes, we're praising our covenant God. This is the Hour of Adoning and I'm David Ingalls. In Galatians 3.13, I read, Christ hath, that means past tense, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. Preceding to that, we can look at verse nine. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You know, Abraham was blessed of the Lord, and sometimes we call it the blessing of Abraham. It's the blessing of God on Abraham. God cut a blood covenant with Abraham. Uh, his descendants were included just by being circumcised, a child. By being circumcised, inherited all the blessings connected with the covenant. Let me point out here that the key meaning of covenant is blessing. And you know, when you read uh, uh God's uh, blessings in Deuteronomy 28, at least they're enumerated out there, so many of them, 28, uh, verse 1 through 14. The first 14 verses are blessings. Then from about 15 or 16 on, many, many uh, verses there talking about the curses if we don't observe to do God's word and and so forth. But uh, uh, the key meaning of covenant is blessing. So we can say he's a blessing father as we were singing. We have a covenant father, we have a blessing father. Romans eleven seventeen tells us that you and I are grafted in like a wild olive tree to receive the same blessings God gave to Israel. If you remember that when missionary Stanley's interpreter and the chief's prince cut the covenant. The priest stepped forward, pronounced both the blessings uh, for keeping the covenant and the curses that would accompany if the covenant was broken. And in Deuteronomy 28, God pronounced the blessings that would come to those who fully walked in his ways and obeyed him, as well as the curses on those who disobeyed. And here are just a few of the blessings of Abraham that belong to his descendants as a result of this covenant. And these same promises belong to you. God said... You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock. The calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. You say, well, I don't have any lambs. I don't have any cattle. Well, what do you have? Whatever it is, God bless us. <laughs> your enterprise, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. Uh, you'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Don't you like the sound of that? The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They'll come at you from one direction, but they will flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people as he promised you an oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. that everything God's people touched would be blessed. ...when they kept God's covenant. However, if they broke it, they would be cursed. You know, David, as we know, the shepherd boy David... ...or the shepherd man, he finally became a man. Did you know that? We call him a shepherd boy all the time. Uh, he understood the covenant. Uh, and the covenant reached a high point in David's day. Even as a very young man, David must have understood the covenant... ...because when he went out to meet Goliath, the thing that astounded him... ...was that this giant could defy the armies of the living God who were circumcised covenant men. When David went to visit his brothers in their encampment, he saw the thousands of soldiers in the army. They were quivering. They were shaken in the face of this giant Goliath because they either, one, did not understand the covenant, or two, had forgotten the covenant. And I, I think this is something we need to identify today. Do we understand God's word? Have we forgotten to keep confessing God's word? Uh, or then there's a third thing: they either did not understand, or had forgotten the covenant, or number three would not believe the truth of the blood covenant. But David, a youth, marched out to Goliath with the faith of God in him, and he smote him. Uh, David, a shepherd boy, had had lain out under the stars on moonlit nights and thought about God. He he had been singing to God under the stars and during the daytime. And um, he rehearsed the covenant in song and in and in worshipful uh, adoration to God. The covenant that God had made to Abraham, passed on to Isaac and Jacob and all the descendants that would be faithful. He understood what it meant to be a covenant man. When David saw the fear of the soldiers, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Basically, what he was saying is, who is this uncovered Philistine? In other words, he's not covered. He looked and he could tell and he knew that he was not covered by the blood of the covenant. So uh, it says uh, here actually in, in, in the word of God, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Uh, he was really saying, who is this uncovered soldier, this Philistine, that he should defy the armies who are covered by the blood of the covenant of the living God? What did David mean uncircumcised? He meant How dare this man who is not a covenant man defy a man who is in covenant relationship with God? Why, he said, I I bear in my mark, or my body, the mark of my unity with God. I am a covenant man. I shed my blood to enter into Abraham's covenant. Who is this uncircumcised or uncovered giant to think he can harm us? Why, my covenant says that one shall chase a thousand, two shall put ten thousand to flight. My covenant says that Almighty God, El Shaddai has given me all his resources. You know, with that kind of faith, David marched out armed with a single slingshot. He slew the mighty giant with a single rock and brought victory to Israel. And when you read about the exploits of the mighty men of David's army, you realize that they were covenant men who understood that God would stand behind uh, the covenant and those who were under and in covenant. You know, we are covered lovers and we've been bought away from all the negative disease poverty enslavement and fear and God's word backs us up you know God obligated himself brother E.W. Kenyon points out in his book the blood covenant that God obligated himself to do for those who lived uh, some things for those who lived in a covenant relationship Uh, uh, God was to shield them from the armies of the nations that surrounded them God was to see that their land brought forth large crops. I want you to see yourself covered this way, too, by the blood of Jesus. Uh, God uh, would see that their herds and flocks multiplied, and their, their, their business enterprise increased. The hand of God was upon them in blessing. They became the head of the nations and of wealth. Uh, Jerusalem became the richest city of the world, uh, the richest city of the world had ever known. Uh, the hillsides of, of their country were irrigated. The valleys teemed with wealth. There was no city like it, no nation like it. God was their God, and they were God's covenant people. Under the covenant, one man could chase a thousand in war, and two could put ten thousand to flight. You know, David had blood covenant warriors that could individually slay 800 men in a single combat. I mean, they had bravery, superior ability, skill, ingenuity, because they were under the blood covenant. And you know, if you know Jesus, you are too. I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to the Hour of Anointing. Today's offer is the four-CD series, The Power of the Positive Confession of God's Word. This powerful audio book was co-written by E.W. Kenyon and Don Gossett, with Don reading aloud his chapters and me reading Brother Kenyon's chapters. Some of the topics include how to make your words work for you, how to live in the positive, and how to work wonders with your words. The power of the positive confession of God's Word turned my life around and it can yours too. Stay tuned for ordering information. To order today's offer and additional David Ingalls products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks... Call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at the same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.